This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to Contending for the Crown with Kristen Rao. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Contending for the Crown. I hope you have been having a good day. When I think of women in the church, there is one thing I think we all have in common. At least I think the men of the congregation would agree. Women in the church are good cooks. We see this when we get together to fellowship, whether it be a monthly meal or a get-together at someone's house. We always seem to have great food when we come together. My husband and I have visited numerous congregations and gotten together for many fellowship events. They rarely seem to dissatisfy. We teach our children from a young age how to follow recipes, how important it is to measure correctly and not skip steps. If you leave the baking soda out of the biscuits, they just won't be the same. Following a recipe is important, just like following God's word is important. Let's look at the biblical account of Sodom and Gomorrah for a moment. Sodom was the place where Lot lived. Wickedness had completely overtaken the entire place. Therefore God had decided to destroy the city. The only people who were saved from there were Lot, his wife, and his two daughters. Genesis 19.17 And as they brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest you be swept away. Do not look back, God said. His instructions were very specific. Just like in a recipe, we must follow specific steps. God gave a simple command for Lot's family to follow. Genesis 19.26 But Lot's wife, behind him, looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Lot's wife failed to follow this simple step, and she faced the consequences. Luke 17.32 simply says, Remember Lot's wife. What was Lot's wife's sin? Her sin was disobedience. We must remember Lot's wife so we don't make the same mistake. No, we won't become an actual pillar of salt today, but we will face consequences if we are disobedient. We have the ability to choose between right and wrong, and because we can choose between right and wrong, we need laws and rules. If we live by the spiritual laws provided by God, everything will be good. For example, God made fish, and he made the water as the place where the fish is supposed to live. As long as the fish is in the water, they are able to live. If the fish decides he wants to leave God's chosen abode for him, and instead live on land, he will die. We too, as man, if we choose to live outside of God's spiritual laws, we will suffer pain, unhappiness, and spiritual death. Romans 6.16 Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience which leads to righteousness. If we are not obeying God, we are obeying Satan. These are our only two choices, righteousness or unrighteousness. If we choose to follow Satan, we will not enter heaven. God is the ultimate judge, and he will reward the righteous and punish the evildoer. If God would allow the wicked to enter heaven, then there would be no rest there. It would be just like life here on earth. 
Therefore there has to be a place of rest for the righteous, which is heaven, and a place of punishment for the wicked, which is hell. Obedience must be learned, but how do we learn obedience? We learn through discipline. If you jump off of a high place and fall to the ground and get hurt, you realize quickly that God's laws of nature, gravity in this case, must be respected. Disobeying laws have consequences. What's the consequence of touching a hot stove? You get burned, and it is unlikely that you will do it again on purpose. Do you think Christ had to learn obedience? Let's look at Hebrews 5.8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. He was human as well as divine. He could have disobeyed, but he didn't. Therefore, he is our great example of obedience. Jeremiah 6.15 Were they ashamed when they committed abomination? No, they were not at all ashamed. They did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall. At the time that I punish them, they shall be overthrown, says the Lord. This verse speaks of not being ashamed about sin, not even knowing how to blush. In other words, this is when sin becomes so commonplace that people don't even regard it as sin anymore. Can you think of some sins that fit into this category? What about sinning to gain popularity? There may be peer pressure to engage in sin. Exodus 23.2 says, You shall not fall in with the many to do evil, nor shall you bear witness in a lawsuit, siding with the many, so as to pervert justice. We can't let the desire for popularity push us down the path to unrighteousness. We must always be following God's precise measurements for obedience. The Bible sums up obedience well in two easy-to-remember commands. Mark twelve twenty-nine through 31 Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. We can think of this as a simple two-part recipe. One part, love for God, with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And one part, love for your neighbor as yourself. Mix together and serve others. I hope you have enjoyed this lesson. Until next week, remember to always, and in every way, be contending for the crown. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we encourage you to please share this program, to like it on social media. Thank you for being with us today.